welcome to the ministries of the Bohomi Baptist Church, where we worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, fair before Him in all the earth. And the pastor is Reverend Nelson. Be blessed by the sermon that you're about to hear. morning to you friends welcome again to another broadcast i'm so glad that you're with us uh, this morning i trust that you're well amen as you get ready for the day ahead the task that lies ahead for the day that you're in your right mind and that all is well by his grace thank you for joining us as we begin the day with a word from the lord uh, we have been looking at the story of this uh, prophet Jonah and I would like us to pick up where we left off the last time we were together. I would like to again read those verses that we have been using for the past uh, few weeks. Uh, Jonah chapter 1 verses 1 through 3. I would like to read again in your hearing. Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amathea, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord, and went down to Joppa, and he found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare thereof, and went into it to go down with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we are so grateful again for the privilege of uh, being together one more time. Thank you, Lord, for this uh, uh, morning, this day that you have made, a new day, God. Father, we pray as we look into your word this morning that you would use your word to speak to our hearts, to prepare us for the day, and not only for the day, but for future days, Lord, as we adhere to your word and to your call in our lives. We give you thanks. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we have been looking at this prophet, this man of God who found himself in this situation that we call a bind. He found himself in a bind. And we have been examining the life of this man and to see why he was where he was and to see how we identify with him from time to time in our daily walk and in our daily lives. So we established that this man, Jonah, was not a myth. It was not some parable, but it was a real prophet, a real servant of the Lord who served in the temple of Jerusalem. And that Jonah had a problem. That Jonah's real problem that he had was unforgiveness. We, we established what caused Jonah to be in the state that he was in, that uh, 
the Ninevites. Of course, we know Nineveh was the capital of the Assyrian Empire. And during their reign, they were very, very brutal. And they had come to Jerusalem. They had invaded Jerusalem during the time of Jonah's service. And uh, they desecrated the temple of God, taking the holy things and make a mockery of them and all of those things. And Jonah hated them. He really hated the Ninevites, that he resolved in his heart that these people, he would have nothing to do with them, nothing whatsoever. But the time came when uh, the merciful God, our God, decided to extend favor to the people of Nineveh. God wanted to uh, deliver them, and so he sent Jonah to be the person to proclaim the message of repentance to the Ninevites. Jonah, of course, decided that he would not go. One of the things we uh, discovered in our time together was that Jonah himself had needed that message also because Jonah had needed to learn to forgive. Uh, God, whom they offended first and foremost, decided to forgive them. But Jonah, the prophet, the servant of the Lord, would not forgive them. And as a result of Jonah's unforgiveness, he found himself in a situation where he made up his mind that he was going to disobey God, that he was not going to do what God told him to do. And so Jonah decided that instead of going to Nineveh where God instructed him to go and to preach, Jonah decided that he was going to go to Tarshish. He was going to run away from the presence of the Lord. And so we have been looking at this matter of forgiveness and unforgiveness, how unforgiveness destroys life. As a matter of fact, Jesus says to us that if we do not forgive men or others their trespasses, that our Heavenly Father would not forgive us. So the forgiveness that we receive is hinged on the forgiveness that we give based on the word of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ himself. So if you do not forgive men their trespasses, then your heavenly Father will not forgive you. So we have to give in order that we might receive. And we talked about the danger of unforgiveness how it can cripple, how it can destroy a person's life, how it can mess us up, how it can hinder us from being what God would have us to be. And we discussed that not only does it have a spiritual impact on our lives, but it also has physical. There are health issues that are associated with 
unforgiveness. Yes, when we hold others hostage in our hearts and choose not to forgive, choose not to set them free, we are actually hurting our own selves. And we have been praying for our land, for our community, for our island, our territory, that God would unleash a spirit of forgiveness. Yes, especially in the lives of uh, young people, they would learn to forgive one another because I believe that that is the only way we are going to come to the end of this uh, uh, retaliation that we see go on from time to time. That's the only way we are going to come to the end or get to the bottom of it is when somebody, yes, takes that initiative, takes that step and first starts saying, I am going to forgive. But as we look at the, the life of this man of God, this disobedient prophet, the last time we were together, we saw where God sent a great wind on the sea and the ship that the boat that he was in was about to be destroyed. It was uh, tossed to and fro and here and there. And the Bible says, the mariners, they were very much afraid because they did not know what to do. And they cried out to their God. They called out to their God. And one of the things that we uh, can glean from this story is that on that boat in particular, there were no atheists. Every man called on their God. You know, there is a saying in the military that there, there are no atheists in the foxhole. That when, when a man is down in that foxhole and bullets flying here and there, uh, then, uh, you know, they, they, they have somebody that they call on. And here we find this, this mariners, uh, they all began to call upon their gods. But of course, there was no response. And so they began to empty the ship to, you know, lighten the load in an effort to save their lives. And the Bible says when they went down into the ship, they found Jonah, this prophet of God. He was fast asleep. Man, what, 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 what a situation to find oneself in that in the midst of danger, in the midst of all of that, you are there as the prophet of God in disobedience, fast asleep. Jonah was fast asleep. So they woke him up. Well, who are you? And, you know, call on your gods because we have been calling on our gods, but there'll be no response. So you need to get up and call on your God to see if your God would have compassion, would have mercy, would rescue us. And the Bible says when they questioned Jonah and they found out, first the Bible said they cast lots and the lot fell on Jonah, that he was the reason why they were in the predicament. They began to question him to find out, well, who he was, you know, where he came from, what his mission was. And when Jonah told them 
that he was a servant of the Most High God, the Bible said that they were they were really afraid because they realized that they were in big trouble because the man on board was really a contraband cargo. This man, he was dangerous. He was illegal. He was to be in another place where God wanted him to go, but he was heading in the opposite direction. And the Bible tells us that after much effort trying to, uh, you know, save Jonah, uh, Jonah told them to cast him overboard. And the Bible says when they cast Jonah overboard, the tempest, yes, the sea became calm. Once they toss this rebel prophet overboard, the sea became calm. And Bible tells us that God had prepared a great fish, a great fish to transport Jonah. God had prepared a great fish. Now God sent him to Nineveh. And he didn't want to go to Nineveh, so he took a boat that was heading for Tarshish. But God had a fish that was ready to transport him to Nineveh. And the Bible says, as they threw Jonah overboard, this great fish swallowed him. And oh, what an experience that must have been. Jonah talked about the weeds and going to the bottom of the mountain. I imagine that large fish go down to the depths of, of, of the ocean. Yes, with Jonah carrying Jonah. Can you can you imagine? I mean, when you think about this, when we when we ponder this story and think about the, the wisdom and the, the power, the the magnificence of our God, who he really is that he knew exactly where this prophet was and he knew where the ship was and so he had the fish right there waiting yes for Jonah to to swallow him as soon as they would throw him overboard the fish would be there ready to take the servant and I can only imagine I can only imagine the experience, what it was like for Jonah in the belly of that fish. I can assure you, friends, it was not a comfortable situation. It was not. It was a whole mess there for him. Jonah was really in a bind. Jonah was really in a situation there in the belly of that fish. Jonah in his disobedience, in choosing to go contrary to what God told him to do, found himself in a bind. But then we go back, friends, and we looked at the real reason why this man was where he was. What actually caused his disobedience was the fact that he was not willing to forgive. 
Oh, I wonder where you are. I wonder where you are this morning. If uh, there's somebody in your heart, in your life that you need to release, that you need to let go. Because I'm submitting to you that if you are holding unforgiveness in your heart, you are uh, uh, hindering your own blessing. You're holding back your own self from becoming all that you need to be and all that God destined you to be. You might be making enough money to pay the bills, but at the end of the month, you always come up short. You're in a bind. You love what you do, but it's really a dead-end street going nowhere. You, you, you love your spouse, but the two of you have strong philosophical differences about life, about love, about the Lord, and about nearly everything else. You, you really want your business to work, but the, the financial strain is intolerable. Does this seem like you? Is this similar to your situation where you are at the moment where you can break at any time? If that's where you are, my friend, you are in a bind. And being in a bind is not just personal. It's, it, it's not just occupational or relational, but it takes a toll on one's spirit as well. Yes, it takes a toll on your, your spiritual being. It takes a toll on the whole person, all of you. And there are some among us in our community, in our society, who have resolved in their heart that this is how it's going to be for them. And no matter what, this person who offended them will never be forgiven because they will never release them. And no matter how God tried time and time again to convince them to come to that place where they, they forgive that person, but they are so... And may I, may I say to, to you this morning, my friends, I am by no means minimizing the offense because people may have hurt us and have hurt us real, real badly. Yes, things that they may have done to us are things that they should never have done. It's not just a simple mistake, but it can be malicious, can be some something vindictive, not necessarily the spur of the moment emotion, but it could be something that they plan. Yes, premeditated thing to do harm to us. But the very fact that God rescue us, that God save us, that we are alive, amen, should, should help us to understand that the fact that we are alive, we can forgive. Yes, and we should forgive. Because I am saying again that forgiveness is for us, the person who is giving it. Because in reality, we are freeing ourselves. We are emptying ourselves. Yes, we are making ourselves lighter to be able to do what the Lord God would have us to do. Finding ourselves in that situation, 
as Jonah found himself, my friends, is not a good place for any of us to be. We examined this man's life. We said that he was stubborn, he was disobedient, that he was hard-headed, and he was just going to do what he wanted to do. The sad reality that I saw in reading this story of this prophet called Jonah is the fact that we are introduced to this man being angry in the beginning of the book and at the ending of the book the man was still angry that was the sad part that after all that god had done after all that god had uh, demonstrated the the power the favor all that he had shown jonah the many lessons that he taught this man in the end of the story we find this man that he was still angry as a matter of fact after he went to nineveh after the fish threw him out on the shore vomit him out on the shore the bible says that the city would take three days to cover and we are told that jonah did it in a day and he preached and he said three days shall nineveh uh, Nineveh shall be overthrown, you know, the message that God gave him. And the Bible said that the people repented, the king and everybody went in sackcloth and ashes and they repented. And that made Jonah even more angry. Think about it. Think about it for a time. Think about the level of unforgiveness that this man harbored in his heart. That even after he would have gone down to hell in the belly of that fish and God rescued him and God caused that fish to bring him to his destination. Yes. And after the man would have gone and he would have preached, he would have obeyed what God said. Then we find his true color. After he saw the end result, he testified and he said, that is the reason why I did not want to come. Because I know you are a merciful God and you were going to forgive them. Oh, what a, what, what a sad story. What a sad story that this man was willing to disobey God and risk his life in the process. He was willing to die in the process all because he did not want God to forgive those people. He did not want the message of redemption. He did not want the message of salvation to go to them because really salvation means deliverance. He did not want that message to reach those people. He just felt that they were not deserving of it. They were not worthy because of what they had done to the temple of God and to the people of God and the things of God. My friends, we have all offended God one way or the other. We have offended him. But our God is merciful 
and he wants to forgive. Yes, he wants to forgive. He's always ready to forgive. He said, come to me, I will, I will forgive. Yes, he said, come and let us reason together. And though your sin may be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow, and though they be as red as crimson, they shall be as wool. Yes, God is a forgiven God. And I don't know where you are this morning, but if you are telling yourself that you are beyond God's reach when it comes to forgiveness, that thought is not of God. Amen. Because God cares about you. God knows your situation. He knows where you are. He knows what you're going through. And he's ready and willing to forgive you. Yes, if you would only turn to him. Turn your life over to him. Give your life to him. And let him, let him direct you. Let him guide you. Because he will always guide you in the right path. And even as we are together this morning, he might be speaking to your heart and bring into your mind somebody that you need to forgive in order for you to be free. I encourage you this morning to be obedient to the Spirit of the Lord and to do what God tells you to do. Just be obedient and do it. And I can assure you that if God tells you to do it and you obey the voice of God, the end result is going to be just wonderful. Yes, for you, because you have obeyed the voice of God. Say, so come to me, come unto me, and I will give you rest. If you are one of those persons this morning who have never been in a relationship with God, I encourage you this morning through the Lord Jesus Christ to confess your sins and invite Jesus into your heart as your personal Savior. And he will walk with you. He will guide you. He will transform your life if you would only invite him. May God bless you this morning. And I trust you have a wonderful and magnificent day. God bless you. Well, we just want to thank you for listening to today's sermon here at the Bavoni Baptist Church, where sharing Christ is every Christian's business. So as we depart, go and serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords.